Welcome to Santa Cruz Naturalist, I'm Emily Donham. This week on our show, we're returning to the UCSC Fort Ord Natural Reserve to speak with Brett Bell, the restoration steward at the reserve. Here's Brett now. So I'm managing a large-scale plant restoration project where our focus is to enhance the habitat of two rare species. Both of them are annual plants, and they're both state-listed, and one of them is considered federally endangered as well. And so the two species we're working with are, are you ready for a mouthful? Yes. Okay, good. The, there's Gilia tenuiflora subspecies arenaria, which is also known as sand gilia or Monterey gilia or greater yellowthroat gilia. Can you describe what a gilia looks like? It sounds very magical. It is very magical. It's a very tiny five-petaled pinkish-purple flower, and it's one that if you're just walking along a trail, you might need to get down on your hands and knees to really see it closely. If you get up close with a hand lens, you'll notice that it has five bright blue stamens, which are the male reproductive parts in the flower, and that's one of the unique features. And so what does Gilia do? Is it kind of like a ground cover then on the dunes? It's one, it's one of the plants that shows up in places where there's a lot of bare sand and often in places where maybe there's been some form of disturbance, whether it is erosion or maybe the soil's been disturbed by burrowing mammals or even potentially wind erosion, like on the foredune that's cl- closest to the ocean. And so it occupies kind of a niche of disturbed open sandy areas. And one thing that we've noticed on the reserve over time is that a lot of those open spaces are being crowded out and annual grasses will come in and crowd out that open sandy area. And so that is one of the reasons that maybe is contributing to its decline. But the main reason why it's been listed as a rare and endangered plant is because a lot of the habitat where it occurs has been developed. Coastal property in dune areas and maritime chaparral is obviously has a real high real estate value. Probably a higher value than most people would put on the chaparral if they hadn't ever seen pristine chaparral habitat, right? And how beautiful it can be. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. But we're pretty lucky here to have 600 acres of protected land that's very suitable habitat for some of these rare plants. So what exactly do you do with trying to restore these plants? Like how how do you go about that? We go around when it's kind of the peak time for these plants to bloom and we map where they occur so that we know where our existing habitat is. And then we look for very similar suitable potential gilia habitat that we might want to plant in, but we want to make sure that there's no rare plants already there. So where do you get your plants from that you're using to restore these areas? We collect seed from UC-owned land, and then we're growing rare plants in the greenhouses at UC Santa Cruz. And one thing that we're very mindful of with our restoration is that um, we don't want to introduce any diseases out on these protective reserve lands. And so we have a very strict phytosanitary protocol. So you don't want to end up with a plant pandemic. Exactly. (laughs) You've been listening to Santa Cruz Naturalist. I'm Emily Donham. Special thanks to my guest, Brett Bell, and as always, to all of you for tuning in.